He um, he can't hold yeah. his liquor like uh, like the rest of us, or well, like Tim and Jack. And I. <laughs> <laughs> the the icon that shows up is is something you can do in your settings. Unfortunately, with the new thing, the settings are gone. So yeah, Tim, I can never Joe. change that now. Let Joe troubleshoot it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to text him real quick and let him know we're trying to yeah. call? Who, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Atlas Bot, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Be sure to download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your ridiculously good podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 43 entitled... Trading you for a younger dog. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Dad Bod Tim, and super excited to see Swag. How you doing, Swag? Doing good, doing good, fellas. Watching my Phillies uh, try to climb back into first place here. What a badass team. Taking on the Washington Nationals and their lack of winning players. We're about to sweep the Nationals with a win tonight. That Gabe Kaplan is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Yeah. GK, it's great seeing you. How are you? Great to be here, guys. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Low key, it's great to hear you since I can't see you. <laughs> if I was any better, I'd have to be twins. <laughs> That's great. All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get to the games. This was a week where it seemed like many of the games were close games all the way through. First one, the Dreamers and the Funkin' Punks. This was a 9-2 and team against a 3-8 and team. It was in question. It was tied early early today, early on Sunday. And the Dreamers eventually pulled it off, to, uh, have now moved to 10-2. and And the Punks uh, take another one on the chin and drop to 3-9. and we had St. Locash and Mr. Blonde's Heroes. Wait, hold on. Yeah, it's St. Locash Brittlebones, right? The fuck is uh, name? Now name? they're the Fabergé <laughs> Eggman. Now that's right. Now that <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's not confusing. The St. Locash Fabergé Eggman. I'd like to see that logo expressed on a ball cap. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I can see you now. Just so you know. So, so can I. Good. 
without sparkles. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> the St. Locash Fabergé Egg Ben beat Mr. Blonde's Heroes 44 to 41. This was, again, a close game. Ultimately, though, St. Locash had just a little extra steam. St. Locash moves to 6-6, six and six, a 500 record, mm. and Blondie drops to 3-9. and nine. Extending like, his lead in the division. I was going to say, it looks like the division race is officially over. <laughs> and uh, St. Locash is you know becoming that respectable division leader that we all thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Woohoo! St. Locash. Yeah. I'm still a fan. The Street People and Lethal Injection. This was father, Street People. And son, Lethal Injection, going at it. What happened here? Yeah, this was an interesting game, huh? I mean, this is a big game for Mikey and his Lethal Injection squad. And he lost. And he lost convincingly. He actually had the lowest score of the week. You know, it was funny. I was thinking about this, though. It seemed like we would say this last year about Mikey's yeah. team as well. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's it's crazy how it is. I know he's got different players. I know he's got a different approach this year than he did last year. But this had to have been a tough loss for him. He lost to Bad Street. They had only had two wins coming into this. They now have three wins. And Lethal Injection, still um, a decent record at 7-5, and five, remains uh, better than 500. But this has got to just make him a little nervous. Reardon Metal and 47 Ronin, always a great week, although... This week, Joe, you probably don't think it was that great. And frankly, I didn't really get a lot of joy in this one. I mean, it was like we were playing a game that no one else was playing. I mean, we had top two scores of the week, and this was just a tough one where you come up just a little bit short. I take a little heart, though, from having scored 50 finally again. Wait, wait. Why Why wouldn't you take any pleasure from winning a game against a really great team, Tim? Isn't that contrary to the competitive spirit clause? <laughs> Your team is contrary to the competitive spirit clause. Oh. Oh. I think because we had some friendly banter throughout the week and we're just kind of looking at each other's teams and very complimentary of each other's teams. And this was a big game for both of us. Did you compliment <laughs> Joe on that great trade and, and, and mention who his top player was this week? <laughs> With Carpenter. <laughs> I mentioned Carpenter, I think, on Wednesday. Yes, I, I did notice that. Yeah. And, and it takes a little bit of the sting out of losing when, when Mikey lost as well. And it looks like Scotty will, too. So it's it's sort of a just a just a hold for me this week well let, let's talk about scotty because he, yeah here's a team that ran into the philadelphia experiment too and the philadelphia experiment too definitely took the harper curse and uh, took it to scotty and the omission commission philadelphia experiment wins the second week in a row uh I, I appreciate it. It is still open. Harper and, and Rendon are still playing for him. I have Herrera, and um, and I do have the Philly staff, which could go backwards. So at the moment, I am winning. Again, it's interesting that, that Harper is one of the last guys available. But and don't look now, but if you do pull this off, you and Scotty are tied. Your records. Uh, He's 5-6 yeah. and six right now. You're 4-7. and seven. Yeah, wow. I was going to say, with this win, Jack, you can no wow. longer be part of the loser sub-click with me. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we got a big one coming up next week, Greg. I've had it circled on my calendar for weeks. So This is, this is really interesting. I don't know how I miss it. They, they, that was still going on. We just talked about this. but And, and it, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's again, uh, I'm confident since I'm not cursed. But because... It's his play. He has two guys, and they're going against my staff. It's the you know the perfect scenario to be down by two points with a couple guys left for him anyway. So, but I bet he's scared. Well, I think it's interesting that now we've moved to the point where Harper himself, through his actions, has acknowledged to the world that he is cursed because he shaved his beard. Ah, uh, see, and, and, and that's what everyone was saying. Like he's trying to 
break out of his poor play. I mean, you know, at one level, he was trying to reverse his slide that he was on. But I think that's acknowledging the fact that he has some problem that the forces of superstition are coming into play because he's he made a major change. We've gotten to him. Uh, we're in his head now. <laughs> so this one's still very much in question. We'll keep an eye on this, folks. I know uh, we've had uh, several of these meaningful Sunday night games as we record the podcast, so we'll keep you up to speed on what's happening. We'll see if the beardless Harper can actually break out of this curse and win the game for Scotty and for humanity. Well, I can tell you, if you don't have a beard, you're not a real man. Mm, I could go along with that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. In the Griffey division, we have Ridden Metal with the loss. He moves to 9-3. and three. Lethal Injection with the loss, which was a tough one. He moves to 7-5. and five. But Joe's team holds serve. We'll keep an eye on a mission commission. A mission commission still has an opportunity to move up, take one step closer to Lethal. But uh, this is not looking good. And the Philadelphia Experiment could actually move from proving he's the best of the worst to being the worst of the best if he wins, uh, which Greg pointed out, which mm. I thought was great. Be my first division oh. win, too, this year. Yeah, I tried to ride it out with just one catcher, but Posey didn't get hurt. In fact, he actually got a good score this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of losers, let's go to the Bonds division. We have uh, St. Locash uh, with the win this week. He moves to 6-6, six and six, 500. It is really nice to point out, or I think it's important to point out, that the win this week, the difference... In the in the scores between St. Locash and Blondie, actually was very close to the score that Hanager got him this week. So Hanager already oh, paying dividends. You're gonna start that shit. Oh, okay. I was, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were can be a negative about it already. I was gonna. Fuck it. I'm just. I'm just primed for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was giving you a fucking compliment. I, I'm not used to it. Well, yeah, exactly. You're generally so negative that it's hard to prepare for I was for already compliment. defending myself to point out that I did also give him Sinsu Chu, who he left on his bench with a 7.2, but... <laughs> that even rhymed. That was nice. 7.2 Chu. That's his name. 7.2 Chu. I do appreciate the nod. The fact of the matter is that he gave me Schwarber, who had two more points than Hanager this week, but hey, we both get wins. It's good. So you were worried about... <laughs> Tim inciting your brother. When he didn't, <laughs> you decided to go ahead and do it yourself. <laughs> just point out the facts. Blondie's loss brings him to three and nine. This pretty much cooks them uh, along with the Funk and Punks at three and nine. I think with seven games left in the season, being three games behind, it's still mathematically possible, but these teams seem pretty punchless. In the McGuire division, the Dreamers still in command, first place, 10-2. and two. Important to point out, the Indians are really helping them maintain their lead. For a while there, they were trying to replace the Indians, and frankly, the Indians have gone on a, a really good run uh, over the last two weeks, and it's helped them win some pretty close games. 47 Ronan, my team, went to 9-3. and three. Uh, I, I am very happy to, to have the W and stay close to the Dreamers and to Reardon in this one. Do you, do you guys care to read your text? I, I'd love to hear your, your friendly banter. The kind of trash talking that existed between you two. Just think about it. I'm just. Yeah, it, just it was. I, I tell you exactly what it was. It was mostly yeah. me saying, "Looks like you're going to win," and Tim going, "Hey, hey, not yet. We're tied." That's but how that's they how, trash talk. That's how cruel it was. So it's kind of like the podcast. <laughs> it, it's it, it's like the and it's the bizarro world trash talk where you each you know you each you each uh, brag about how the fact that you're less your team's uh, going to my win. ass. <laughs> oh no, they're not. I'm not nearly as good as you are. No, you're so much better. Hey, it actually sounds a lot that. like what it was. Very solid squad. 
how did you put that team together? I mean, seriously. Well, I've, I've only done it by admiring your work all these years. You know? Look at all the points you have. <laughs> yes, but it's not nearly as many points as you scored this season. Yeah, <laughs> Vicious. Vicious trash talk. So, so I guess Greg played you on that text reading, and Jack played me. I think, I think, I don't so. think you got it. Yeah, I, I think, think they were interchangeable. Yeah. Well, you did the last one that scored more points. That would have been. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, so. I was just throwing things out there. I really wasn't trying to, you know, on the fly get into a character there. I was just, you know. Well, well done. I mean, I, well. I I would have preferred preferred George Clooney, but you know, I'll take uh, I'll take Spike. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And then Bad Street. Uh, Bad Street wins. Bad Street wins. They move to three and nine and tied are tied now with Mr. Bond's heroes in the Funk and Punks, but really no chance uh, in the McGuire division. So there you go, boys. Competitive week. A lot of things happening, and we'll keep an eye on the game. Anything new happening on the game so far? Nope. Harper's 0-1 so far for the night, and uh, Rendon is also 0-1. And the Phillies staff continue to, um, well, they got to strike out. I, th- I think you actually pointed out it was the strikeout of Harper, right? Was the, the beardless Harper still giving you points as best he can? Right. Way to go, curse boy. Okay, so let's go ahead and refresh our drinks, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk to the pseudo scout. He hasn't been on for a while. We're super excited to talk to Justin. Okay, boys, let's go get a drink. <laughs> All right. It's the pseudo scout. Hey, hey, it's the pseudo scout. That's right, man. How you doing, Justin? I've been doing pretty well. How's life on your end? It's it's been it's been God. It's been three months since we talked to you last. Whoa, really? Right? I think it has. Right? How? What? What week was this? This was week twelve, right? In the league, and you talked. We talked to you before the the league started or the uh, no. season started. We talked to him once since, I think. We've talked to him twice this year, right? No. Mm. Huh? No, he gave us the stiff arm a couple of times. He had, he had, <laughs> he's he too had, busy better, living. He's living too busy. Life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seems <laughs> like. Bigger fish to fry, I guess, huh? That's right. Yeah, for a second there, when it, his head was shifted over to the left a little bit, I thought he got like a new hairstyle or something with that background behind his head there. <laughs> looks a little like, kind of like Sib Hashian. It's a uh, <laughs> bird's eye view of a saguaro. Ah, cool. It, what's a saguaro? Uh, cactus. You know, like oh yeah, okay. the big ones with the arms that you see in like cartoons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The more you know, right? No, that's great. No, Joe, probably you'd probably drink tequila with saguaros, right? Joe, was that what you would do? 
Joe was betrayed I by Sawaro back in the 80s. And he's, he's never spoken to Sawaro again. <laughs> it's funny that you're bringing up tequila. It's definitely been the beverage of choice this summer. So we'll see uh-huh. how long that continues. Although today was gin and uh, beer. Yeah, Justin, how were you drinking your gin? Straight yeah. at the pool or what? With a little juice there? Or what, what are you doing? Gin and tonics? Yeah, it was you know, a little lime. That's all you need, right? So it was you power drinking by the pool with a bunch of like families children. um you know yeah girlfriend <laughs> uh next to me a little uh ah. base, little uh um baseball on the uh tv by the cabana and there you go what, what else am i needing how much is your girlfriend there with you now yes she is i'm actually at her place oh go you should have her do a cameo we, we'd love to meet the woman behind the pseudos count you know what? Yeah, she might actually do that. I'm sure she would love it. She knows all about this. Uh, you know, she's, she, Justin, you realize this is this is like step one to her, like realizing that she can do much better. The fact that you're on this fucking call with these four losers. Yeah, she she's fully integrated into any kind of um, uh, weird grouping and uh, baseball nerdness. It was uh, maybe like a week. It, it was probably like a actually more like a month. Into us seeing each other, um, I was like, "Hey, look, what do you think about a road trip to Albuquerque? The Mets have a shortstop, a Med Rosario playing a Triple A, <laughs> and I really want to see this guy play. Uh, what, what do you think about um, you know passenger seat, you know, um, co-piloting here?" And she turned to you with tears in her eyes and said, "You had me at Ahmed." Yes, yeah, that was well- it. But that seems infinitely more normal than this. I mean, when you tried to explain to her what you needed to do from her home base, but she was like, wait, you're doing what? You're calling who about what? I've done fantasy drafts over here. Like she, okay, she yeah. fully knows what. what so when you showed up with the headset and the microphone, she wasn't alarmed. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, no. And in her <laughs> world, you know, not hearing any of the four of you speaking, it's really just me looking at a open laptop uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying only this stuff uh, that she's getting. So she's thinking this guy's marriage material. He said, you know, Keith Oberman. Yeah. It's like that, but way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Speaking of updates, this just in Anthony Rendon has made my game a little closer. Mm. Oh, okay. So we put one over the fence, huh? Good. I don't know if uh, Greg mentioned to you guys, I uh, I made a pretty big trade in my dynasty league. You guys know in my dynasty league, we have like individual pitchers and not staff rotations. Quite a blockbuster, I guess, big names like all fantasy exchanges are. I shipped out Madison Bumgarner. I traded Frankie Montes, who is pretty hot with Oakland over the past couple starts mm-hmm. and i traded um michael kopech to a guy in exchange for aaron nola mm. lance mccullers and joe adele oh joe adele the uh, outfielder from the angels right yes yep he is uh, my early pick for minor league player of the yeah. year 2019 yeah yeah because i think i think fernando tatis jr is going to get it this year um because he's He's still dealing. He's doing the same thing he was last year. And with a healthy Vlad Guerrero Jr., he'd easily win it. But, you know, missing a month plus with a bum knee, um, I think it's going to be enough to knock him out of contention for that award. I think it's going to be Tatis. What, what are you picking up on the medical reports on that knee? Honestly, I haven't looked too much into it. But from what I understand, the team isn't nervous about it. Like what? It's a 
I, I don't even know what the MRI showed. I think you, I think you tore an ACL, an MCL, <laughs> an ECL, <laughs> an OCL. Yeah, hubcap. His leg just, like, basically just glass. fell off. Sure. Yeah. And, the, and, yeah. A, and an NHL, didn't he? Yeah. It was like Bo yeah. Jackson's hip, I <laughs> yeah. think, yeah. is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Joe yeah. Theismann? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what I heard. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> So, Justin, tell us all. We're all excited to hear how your team is doing overall. Like, what's been your first year in the Dynasty League kind of experience? Are you whipping ass or what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kicking ass. The team's just nasty. Ben Intendi has just been a, a steal in the fifth round. You know, George Springer's doing fantastic for me. You know, I mean, my, my rotation is dirty. So, I mean, it, it's going pretty well. Um, I'm really digging the uh, the farm system that I have right now, which um, I don't know quite the nuances of, of your league with the minor leaguer stuff. With mine, we get five guys. And so my minor league farm system consists of uh, Kiebert Ruiz. I got uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and now Adele. And then I got two pitchers. Those are my five guys. So Tatis Jr. We'll see what happens with that. Adele's just looking like a five-tool stud. It'd be to your benefit to have a, a ten or fifteen-person minor league, right? Especially with individual pitchers. Yeah, we have three commissioners in our ten-team league. Jesus, that's outrageous. I know, right? I love that. So yeah, one of them actually reached out to me earlier today. In fact, mentioning that uh, he wanted to push for a ten-team, or I'm sorry, a ten-player farm system. Oh, there you go. I said. You know, go ahead and leave it up to the rest of the members to vote on, you know, before the draft 2019, because, um, you know, with uh, getting this new thing start set up, um, our other league has been in ESPN, our dynasty league is in Fantrax, if you're familiar with that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's been a, a big learning curve. Um, you know, we actually lost a member like two months into the season. So loser. I know. Right. But some no, weird passed away, Tim, you insensitive son of a bitch. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he I was reading, he was reading, uh, the, uh, launch angle monthly magazine as he was crossing a busy intersection. Right. And yeah, that was exit velocity and launch angle, <laughs> you know, wasn't paying attention. He unfolded the centerfold is what I heard and had a heart attack. <laughs> but I, I don't know. That could have been, yes, could have been me. It was a hell of an angle. Justin, how, how are you doing on the softball field, buddy? I don't know if I'm batting like 889 like I was <laughs> last session. <laughs> it, it's okay. Oh, gosh. Good. How, how many got... teams are in the league, Justin? Let me ask you that. Give me, give me, give us, a, give the listeners a little background on the league that you're in. There are six teams in the league. Yeah. Yes, it is a co-ed church league that I'm on. So the <laughs> talent level is just through the roof. So, you know, are there any actual to, clergy in the league? Not that I know of. And quite honestly, I don't even know the church that my team belongs to, but I've been <laughs> on it. So you're a ringer. <laughs> I've been on it for about two years. <laughs> just, just to let you know the kind of conversations I have with my teammates. <laughs> Is it is it part of their mission? Is that what it is? Are you? Did they invite you onto the team to further their mission? He's yeah. the unholy ghost. <laughs> Boom! I like that. You know what? Maybe maybe I'll put that on the back of my jersey. But they're slow playing Justin to try to br- you know bring him into the church. You know they're like you know what? Just keep guys yeah. when Justin's up. You know throw him a, something that he can serve hit, it up. You know yep. and because so, yep. we want him. We want him in the church. So let this guy hit 800. We'll be able to start talking to him about religious stuff soon. 
and then the yeah. tithe, and then the tithing starts. Then we get to the money. <laughs> tithing. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, they've already tried talking me out of drinking the beers in the parking lot post game. So <laughs> you know, I don't know. This it's is baby, softball, baby. people. How aggressively are you drinking these beers that they've asked you? Were you what, shotgunning them? Were you, were uh, you pounding two at a time? What was going on? Well, I uh, I introduced these bulker beers to uh, <laughs> guys. <laughs> You don't need to be aggressive when uh, when you get the balkers involved. It's just that dirty water we use as a higher <laughs> alcohol content, I think. That's funny. And is this how you met the uh, the, the missus? Or I, I guess not the missus. Let's not jump to conclusions here. But the, the significant other? No, uh, not through the softball. Um, and with the softball team, like I met them through um, another team that, uh, that I was on. I was in a city league. Um, was that the, the prison team? Uh, yeah. Yes, oh, okay. it was. All right, yeah. This um, was so, through your court-ordered anger management, uh, right? <laughs> Justin, one of the last softball league I was in, you know, we had T-shirts, and then everyone would just wear whatever, soccer shorts, yeah. khaki shorts, whatever. But there was one guy on my team who was pretty good. He wasn't the best player on the team, though. But he would show up, like, in full baseball attire, stirrups, cleats, mm. uh, jersey. Is that you? Is, Is that you, Justin? No. Oh, not even close. <laughs> no, no, nothing matches. And um, no, I, I don't. I don't take it quite like that. He does this shit in flip flops, Greg. <laughs> that's yeah. it. And I actually, I'm a burner. And that I'm, same. And I'm running sandals. First, yeah. That same <laughs> team. We had a guy who wore Crocs. He play in Crocs all the time. Oh so it was quite a competitive team. Yeah. yeah. Justin actually like... wears a robe and sandals to the <laughs> He wears an amazing Technicolor dream coat, actually. That's right. Like Joe's face right now on his I, new. I'm just uh... trying to figure out what the hell Crocs are. That's like a gator, right? That might be cool that you've never heard of Crocs, but it also <laughs> indicates that you're not that in touch with society, which, you know, uh, definitely not. Listeners raise your hand. Yeah, no one's raising their hand. So, yeah, they're like. Like plasticky kind of. I mean, I don't want to say they're girl shoes in children's shoes, but that's the majority of the yeah. people who wear them, except for the one dude on my softball team. I, I I just love that from the thousands of downloads and 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 all these Atlas Bach listeners that they are tuning in to hear us describe Crocs to Joe. You know, there's probably <laughs> at least one of them that doesn't know what they are, so we've done a public service. Right. <laughs> Maybe that'll be next week's guest. I would love to hear that. The inventor of Crocs. Uh, <laughs> that would no. be good. That'd yes. be good. So, Justin, I've got a burning question for you. Mm-hmm. Juan Soto, is this guy for real? Oh, yes. You watched him in the minors. <laughs> so, do you think that this guy, how good could this guy be in the majors? You know what? <laughs> Based on the reaction of some people with your question <laughs> and being in enough of these <laughs> podcasts with you, I got a feeling this guy may or may not be on your team or. <laughs> You recently traded him. It's mm. one of them. But there is somehow an affiliation that you have yes. with one very astute. Dude, that's why you're astute. that's why you're the pseudo scout. Your your powers of insight into all matters baseball are just laser fucking focused, bro. You know Well there you go. Yeah, you might also be able to call me um the pseudo Jedi based on all right. this. Back it off, Justin. You're going a little too far now. That's the gin talking. (laughs) Guys, self-claimed himself as the Holy Ghost and a Jedi in one talk. Justin's girlfriend just walked in and heard Justin describing himself as a Jedi. And was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Why did I let my Match.com subscription lapse? Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyway, no, you guys could refer to me as King Justin moving forward. <laughs> Darth Justin. So as you can see, they don't want to hear your assessment, but you think no, we that uh, Soto is. Sorry, Justin. Um, We're having fun. Yeah, to, to be honest with you, th this kid's legit. I mean, you, all right. Say he was putting up these numbers in double A. Like Eloy Jimenez? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Even if Soto was putting up these numbers in double A, I'd be like, this kid's going to be nasty. This kid's going to yeah. rake. This is the real deal. Being this young, it just makes it uh, even more of an exception. Shoot, even if the kid was 24 years old, he's putting up this kind of like OBP, like that kind of like strikeout to walk ratio at that age. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Um, just raking for a high average, like hitting with authority. I mean, damn. How young is he? We we we, we don't know. How, how old is he? He's 19. Oh, 19. Okay. Right. Juan Soto, he's, he's 19. <laughs> I mean, this, this kid's insane. Who would you rather have, right, um, on a fantasy team for this year or following years, right? But either on your on your roster right now or on your on your farm team. Why why was that necessary? Why was that this year or following years necessary exactly? <laughs> so like that well, it seemed like because that part of the conversation year. wasn't really necessary. You could have left that out. Would you who would you rather have today or any other day? Who would you? If you're saying today, like for this year, no then question. Soto because he's playing in the major leagues. Okay, so who would you rather have for the future of your team, Justin? Let me do a better. Would you rather have Eloy Jimenez or Juan Soto? Soto. I would. Uh, I would take Soto um, <laughs> because. All right, right now Soto is doing it in the majors. Eloy is still in the minors. He looks like he's going to be a middle-of-the-order monster, but mm -hmm. we've all seen flop. Shoot, man, you turn back the clock and you look at um, uh, Delman Young. I mean, that kid was a two-time minor league player of the year. You know, and yep. I would always take the guy that's proving it in the majors. Well, it's interesting I, uh, you mention uh, Eloy Jimenez because I, I did text with Justin. Was it this week, Jack, that you and I were talking trade? Or was it two weeks ago? Getting of this week. It was that right? Yeah, the right after yeah. the pod. Leading so, out of the pod. So everyone thinks that I, you know, that I take Justin's word and, and I don't violate his advice, but that's not true. I definitely respect the pseudo scout, but I made a trade offer to Jack after which while Jack was mauling it over, I was texting with Justin and I said, Hey, I just made an offer to Jack for Eloy Jimenez. And I told Justin who I offered and Justin, uh, didn't agree with me. And, you know, he went on to right. say some more things about Eloy Jimenez right now. He's saying, I think he's being more politically correct. But what were your thoughts on Eloy Jimenez earlier this week, Justin? They're all prospects, but I mean, look at where he's at. I mean, the White Sox, they're kind of a lowly team. They've got a lot of good looking potential future parts. So you don't really know what Mankata is going to be. You don't know what Tim Anderson's going to be. They got a bunch of other prospects. Like, are these guys going to pan out right now? It's not a good team. You know, Did you say like, there was some weird personal thing about Jimenez? That's what I'm driving at. I should have been more direct. Oh, that was uh, Mejia. Oh, really? Yes. I thought you said there was something weird. Uh, Eloy Jimenez Whoops. personal thing. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Three, two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, listeners, Mejia was one of the guys well, he that's was offering. I, was, I, didn't, I don't like Mejia. I'll be honest. I don't like Mejia. That's why I was trying to trade him away. I thought you were saying Eloy Jimenez had some weird uh, thing. That's what, Why didn't you like the trade? Because I still think Francisco Mejia is going to be damn good. I think he's going to be really good. 
Actually, no. Let Earth me repeat base? that. I think no. I think he's going to be like. Um, okay, I think Mejia is going to be somewhere in between what Wilson Contreras ceiling is and what um, Yadier Molina's uh, peak years were. Right, I, and that would be great if he continued to play catcher, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, right? I think it will be. I think he's going to be a catcher. I mean, what is Jan Gomes bet? 240? I, I just hear negative things about him behind the plate, you know, physically behind the plate, not performing well at the position. They just moved him to outfield recently. So, and nine times out of 10, shit, nine times out of 10, when a guy comes up as a catcher, he ends up in the outfielder at first base. If they start moving while they're in the minors, it's almost a, a done deal in my experience. Yeah. Bryce Harper. I, uh, well, you know what? Just like Bryce Harper, I think that the reason why Cleveland was experimenting with other, um, uh, positions for Mejia is because the bat's ready and they just want to speed up his ETA to the majors. But it, it's been a weird year for him. Like, had a hard time um, maybe adjusting to AAA. He had that weird, um, which I don't even know all the details with his off the field thing. He's learning catcher at AAA, still outfield, third base. I don't know. I, I would not write off Mejia. It, that guy is too damn good. Well, man, it was awesome having you on. I, it, I, we've missed you. We can't really go another three months without talking to Likewise, you. Likewise, yes. And um, so we want to we want to definitely stay in touch with how your dynasty fantasy baseball team's going. Love to get some more talk about prospects. It's always I agree, Greg. It's amazing the level of uh, talent or the, uh, the level of understanding you have of the talent in the minors right now, mm. and Thank you. Uh, thoroughly enjoy. And then the fact that you'll slum with us, thats the I think that's probably the best part of it all, right? That's right. Well, and the good news is is that once your girlfriend hears this broadcast, you're going to have a lot more free weekends to, to <laughs> come on with us and join us. So it's yeah, is, it, is it me or, um, or, or are we just having Justin on every time Tim has a new prospect that's doing really well <laughs> that he wants approval for? <laughs> There we go. It sounds like I'll be getting uh, text messages from uh, from Tim very soon. Huh? I think we're confusing correlation with causation, right? This is uh, it was actually Greg who recommended, and and you know we haven't talked to Justin for a while. I just took advantage, <laughs> and then I think also Jack, you probably picked up the worst episode. I think out of the forty three that we've done, or I guess we're recording forty three was the one when Justin went through the minor leagues before the season, and I got an F grade from you, Jack, and I got an <laughs> F grade from Justin. So it's been bothering me ever since. And so, yes, I. and then Greg's just messing with me. So we'll have Justin on, but no, 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 we're not going to talk about the farm leagues, Tim. We're just going to no, talk I, about I, Justin's I, softball league. Present day, your, team, your team's a juggernaut. Pretty nasty. Yeah, so there you congrats go. Congrats to that. And they're young, Justin. so, you know. And he said that last time too, Tim. He's just he's he's a he's a good egg. He's yeah, just how being great. Grady is kind. Dustin. You'll get back on again. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, there you. You're seeing right through me here. Oh, that's great. Well, Justin, it's always fun. Thank you. Please Absolutely. tell your uh, girlfriend thank you so much for letting uh, letting you be a part of this and letting her. Uh, has she has she been listening to your side of the conversation the whole time? Um, she's currently reading a Stephen King book and petting the uh, dog and maybe eating some chips. So, 
and, and thinking about her breakup text that she's going to send to you tomorrow. <laughs> That's what she's actually God tapping boy. out right hey, now. Hey, listen, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know that you know. I, I always kind of said that nerds ruled, and I wanted a smart, nerdy guy. But you know, dude, you're just way out out of bounds on that. So you know, it, the restraining order will be in place by the time you you uh, read this text message. Yes, it's happened before. Sure, it has. I thought I thought she responded to a personal ad in Swing Plane magazine. No, good one. Yeah, that's good. We're, yeah, that's the magazine that we joke that you must read. Justin is you know Swing Planes magazine. You know, like uh, Launch Angle Digest. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, I got it. Those are two competing magazines, by the way, Greg. Right? <laughs> yeah, Launch right. Angle Digest. Yeah, yeah. Launch Angle Digest yes. and Swing yeah. Plane magazine. Swing Plane's known for its much more in-depth articles, whereas yeah. you know Launch Angle Digest has a lot of glossy <laughs> photographs in it. It's okay. Guccione and, uh, and Hefner's uh, nerdy great-great-grandsons. Get, uh, <laughs> get my daily email updates from um, ExitVelocity.com. There you go. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's the same you. place Joe found ClotheDonkeys.com. <laughs> Clothe like a donkeys, good clothes um, ass. Uh, yeah, clothe, clothe donkeys. Uh, that's also where I get my Crocs. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> oh, all right, Justin. Well, thank you, man. Don't be a stranger, Justin. All right, guys. Always fun. Good Take night, care, man. Yeah. All right. right, buddy. See ya. back bockers hope you had a good break and uh, enjoyed that time with justin greg and i were just talking about he sent me some video of uh some really good fighting on the wasn't the baseball diamond it was a softball diamond greg and um what a hell of a fight it was huh i mean you couldn't um have time justin's visit and his talk about uh, his six-team church softball league better than uh, you know, in, in the fact that we saw this video this week, it was on Facebook. You know, Tim, I don't know if you uh, want to do the honors, uh, but we, for our listeners, we now have a Atlas Bocked Facebook page. So, listeners, um, all the great videos that we break down and things, uh, we've been putting them on Instagram and tweeting them out. But starting now, you can go onto the uh, onto Facebook and, and look for the Atlas Bocked fan page, and we'll uh, share the video that we're going to talk about now, but uh, it was on Facebook. And so I shared it with uh, my, my colleagues here and it was, there was no context for it. Um, and, but it was a fight between parents at a, it looked like a middle school, 
you know, uh, school girls softball game. But there was very little context of what happened. But uh, essentially, the, the video is probably about a 30-second clip, and it begins with just a bunch of abject screaming in terror as two groups of adults clash on a, on a grassy knoll. For all you conspiracy theorists out there, it did look like a grassy knoll. And it was just 30 seconds of, of parents brawling. Uh, there, there seemed to be a, a, a contingent of folks in red who uh, I, I assume were together, but there, there was no, uh, no context of what led up to it or, or why it was stopped or any repercussions. And so I think it was just a pure fight, and we should enjoy it as that. <laughs> there were Rajneeshis with their red sunset colors on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, there was some pretty brutal. I mean, at one point, one overweight dad went and kicked another overweight dad <laughs> on the ground. That I mean, that was just brutal. It was, uh, I mean, we're talking some pretty ghetto fighting here. That was my favorite scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I said to Jack as we were texting back and forth, I was like, did you catch the dude in flip flops? Like, I, I thought that that guy, Tim, was going over to, you know, assess a Fuse. wild situation. Yeah. yeah, diffuse it, possibly separate those, those two people because there was two people rolling on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Engaged with each other. And this guy, he gets there and for a second, he looks as if he's kind of processing, how do I break this up? But instead, with his flip flopped foot, he just rears back and just <laughs> kicks the one guy in the side or the back or the stomach. I, I couldn't tell. They were rolling so violently. It's awesome. It's awesome. The fight, the fight was pretty awesome. It, it, again, we, we could all agree it's pretty fucked up that, that this was a kid's game, right? Like, those guys weren't playing. No, at one point you see, like, it looks like a little, maybe anywhere between 8 to 10-year-old girl with a little bat girl. in <laughs> yeah. yeah, crying. Yeah, weeping. And fucking shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, first and foremost, come on, people. Jesus fucking Christ, get your shit together. But if you're going to do it, do it like that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I did find the part of it that I find redeeming, and, and actually uh, I'm glad that those folks fought, was that, you know what, they, they obviously have pent up aggression that needs to be expressed. And so, you know, it, in that situation, I think it definitely does take two, or in this case, 12 or 14 to tango. And so better that they uh, get their aggressions out on one another than the rational, innocent public in whatever community they live in. And what, what could have possibly happened in that 12 year old softball game that would ignite this kind of fury, this kind of just fighting. In fact, this is probably a more legitimate fight than we've seen on the baseball diamond for two months. I would like to say that, although I guess some people might find this offensive. Um, it, it seemed like most, I, I'm just guessing that maybe the fight started at the concession stand. <laughs> there there were some you, rather large people. In what the are you saying? Stand. Like the, the, somebody had the last dollar hot dog. And that set off, uh, That's my guess. I mean, honestly, I, I've been, I've watched my own children's sporting events. I've, I've, been in, you know, as a kid, I went to long sporting events, and I've never seen anything like that. N nothing even close. And I've told you guys, I was renowned as a bad sport, but nothing like that. I mean, it, it's <laughs> insanity. Can you imagine striking or kicking in the back somebody who like <laughs> right. you're gonna see at the grocery store? 
two, you know, 10 days from like, oh, hey, man, <laughs> right. sorry I uh, kicked you in your spine last week at that, uh, that softball game. But that call at third uh, that you, you know, uh, loudly questioned just pissed me off so much yeah. that I wanted to kick you in your spine. You know that they, they have to have some relationship. At, you know, if this is it, even then it has to, you can't have that much anger towards somebody that you just met. Like, there has to be uh, uh, an extended relationship going on. So I agree. You're right. I mean, you know, somebody's going to end up seeing somebody after the fact. Yeah, they're in the same community. It's right. not like it was. New York playing Chicago. Right, that's you what know, I'm saying. Yeah. Right, right, right. If it was two, yeah, if it was the uh, the Nationals or whatever, then you yeah. would know who those people. They'd have to do something pretty. You know, th- this seems like something that had built up over time, is what I'm saying. Yeah, they're they're targets on neutral. You know, I mean, the Walmart, the Target, they're all on neutral ground. So these fuckers are going to be seeing each other. Yeah. You know, through through high school graduation at least. How do you rationalize it to your children that you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, I just got uh, pissed off when when the ump called uh, your team out. And so I felt like I had to kick Pastor Joe's back like, that. you know, whoever the fuck that guy was, you know, not you, though. You don't do that. I can't get away if I'm on the phone talking to one of you guys and I say, damn, and one of my seven year olds hear it. They, you know, lock me down. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, I couldn't possibly explain that behavior to my kid. One other thing on the video, it is now up on the webpage, so everyone can check okay. it out. So the guy that, that does kick with the flip-flop on, he did a bit of a posy move. He just kind of stood outside and right. then yep. waited. Saw his moment, yep. And then kicked and then just acted like, like he was such a pussy, first of all. Second of all, from the direction of where this person was standing who was filming this, a shoe does come flying out of nowhere and hit someone in the head. I mean... <laughs> I'd love for listeners to check it out, comment, and uh, boy, I would love to know what suburban community this was a part of. I I must confess that I, based on personal experience, I thought it has to be like suburban Philadelphia. No offense to you personally, Jack. (laughs) Okay, so just an update on the game that is still going on. Philadelphia Experiment has now stretched his lead back out almost to the same amount that was just short. He's got uh, Herrera on deck, who is already one for two with a stolen base. Harper is 0 for two with two strikeouts, meaning it's the only way Harper could actually directly give the Philadelphia Experiment (laughs) points. Right. Tim, did you have any uh, conversation with Scotty this week about the curse or about anything in general? I did. How's, how's he feeling? I did. I um, We actually had the pleasure of watching his 16-year-old dog. So I was in charge of providing copious amounts of medication to... <laughs> I thought there was more coming, like you were watching his dog. And then there was like something. <laughs> you were just watching his dog. I got it. There was he yeah, didn't dock diving or something. He like was that. Uh, yeah, right, right. He was vacationing in in Florida. We we got to watch Benny, and 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 I thought there was probably three different times Ben was going to just die. Um, That's like 112. And people, it's, he's he's old. This dog is old. I thought Scotty didn't allow any. Like he only dealt with younger. Like you'd think at that <laughs> yeah. point that his dog became 26, he's out of there, right? Sorry, Benny. I'm trading you. I'm trading you for a younger dog. He does not believe there's a Harper curse. And I don't know how he can't at this point at least have some sense that something ain't right with his team. Um, and he still, we had a beer when he came back to pick up Benny. 
he does not want to trade Harper. He believes Harper is who he's going to build around. What he said was that he's mid-balled his way into this. I don't believe that he doesn't believe in the curse. Every every haunted house movie that they make, you know, there's there's the standard character. Usually, it's the dad when they've just purchased this house at a fucking bargain, and they're thrilled to be in there. Mom and the kids are starting to report strange things happening, and dad is the the bastion of reason. Like, no, come on, guys, it's just an old house. You'll get used to it. There's no we're rational people. There's no such thing yeah. as ghosts. Walls That's bleed. Scott right now. Yeah, eventually, you know, uh, when it hurts enough, when the curse, he feels it personally enough, then he will it grudgingly admit that, yes, we need to call in the uh, the spiritualists and do a do a cleansing. Well, plus, Jack may put a new curse on him because he came all the way to Florida and didn't look us up. Yeah, right. No call or nothing, man. Damn. Oh, yeah, that's true. Continue. To Scotty, what's up with island? that? Rude. Guys, rude. Now I was watching the I was watching the World Cup this weekend, guys, and we can talk about what a pussy Buster Posey is, rightfully so. Uh, but there were some other Tim. Didn't you want to make note of some other interesting injuries this week's? Uh, are we going to do a weekly pussy Posey award? <laughs> I think I do think is that we need to hand out posies. I think there there's uh, you know it seems like baseball is just becoming so weak, and um, I saw Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo had a sore pinky. That is that is specifically why he did not play today. He had a sore pinky. I don't know if he couldn't extend it straight while he was drinking a glass of water or what the deal was, but this is an outfielder, folks. This isn't a pitcher. This isn't someone who needs that pinky to, to do much of anything. I was floored. I, I mean, a sore pinky? My brother once closed a garage door on my hand on purpose. And I had to go to school the next day. My father actually closed the car door on my finger, and I caught the next game. There you go. What about the other injury, Tim? The other posy, Greg, uh, the other posy that we were considering, in my opinion, uh, this one, even even though a sore pinky sounds really bad, we found out that Brandon Morrow, pitcher for the Mm. Cubs, actually injured himself and has been put on the 10-day disabled list list. Due to being injured while taking his pants off. <laughs> well, what did he do? I mean, I, I, now he has well, a I stiff have a little back. bit of sympathy. Oh, a stiff back. I was expecting it to be a like a hamstring injury. Or <laughs> Thank yeah. God it wasn't a zipper injury. I, I will point. say I had a little bit of sympathy for the guy. I mean, the guy's a professional athlete. He's a young man. But I, I, I will say that I have, in my life, I've, now that I've reached a certain age, I've occasionally gone to bed well and I've woken up injured. I don't know how that happens, but that <laughs> that has happened to me. Like I don't know if my teeth were tucked in too tight, and I, you know, I, I pulled a hammy in the middle of the night trying to kick the covers off because I was hot, or I, I don't know what happened. But that's what came to mind. Like, oh, I guess I could see how that's possible, in as much as I've injured myself while sleeping. Just remember to hydrate. Hydrate before bed. He's, that's all. He's a fucking uh, a baseball. He's a professional. Right. Sure. Like, no, that's different. I I, 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 I try to stay in in 
taking my pants off shape and and i don't do shit for christ's sake come on man seriously i mean there's got to be more to it what did he did he slip was it was it like a a, an incredibly hot chick that he's been scoping since high school and had the opportunity for 30 seconds to get with her so he was taking off his pants like no this is a direct quote from madden one of joe's favorite coaches or um uh, managers. It's one of those freakish things, Madden said. People bend over and hurt their backs all the time. You know, I if he was wearing a costume that Madden made him put on. There's just no reason to give that level of detail. Just like general soreness or injured pinky. Just say the guy uh, tweaked his back. Do you have to say while he was taking right, his I pants mean, off? Right. These are, they're, I mean, these are million. You, you think they'd have some like clout in like hey could we uh could we reword that a little bit guys before it goes out please it does feel like baseball is really giving us i don't know if it's tmi but it's getting pretty close (laughs) i mean we've got a sore pinky we've got general soreness we've got a pants taking off injury or a pants injury what next what is it going to be? Tickle fighting. Don't we, forget. Oh, yeah. Tickle fighting. Is this kindergarten or is this the Major League Baseball? Uh, <laughs> the next one will be like a, a strained calf sustained while uh, trying to remove his sock with his uh, opposite toe. You know, his opposite foot's toe. <laughs> I actually did that. <laughs> I got a terrible calf cramp because I was I, trying to get off a tight pair of socks with my, you know, my white toe from the other foot. One of those zits right on the edge of your oh. nose. Like one of the, you know, <laughs> I could throw you off, too. That's painful. See, yeah. actually, the sock thing kind of sucks because the first sock is always the hardest to get because you don't you don't have the, the actual separation between your toes because the, the other foot's still in a sock. Well, I, that's right. I have to use my hand for that one. But then having exerted the effort. Oh, well, you're, you're not that, trying hard enough. Then, well, no, then I'm going into like, okay, well, I've done I've done my hard work. Now I'm going to you know, I'm going to cruise on easy street here and let my toe do the rest of the work tonight. So, so I'm going to ask you guys. Um, so we have flip flop kick to the chest. We have the pants injury and then we have the sore pinky. And I'd like to get your votes for who should win the posy this week. The guy who stood outside the fight and then decided to kick someone while he was down and then stepped back like he didn't do anything. Uh, Brandon Morrow who hurt himself taking off his pants or, Brandon Nimmo, who has a sore pinky. Gentlemen? Well, I vote for the flip-flop, kick-in-the-back guy. I mean, the other guys, sure, they're pussies. There's no question about it. But at least they, were, they weren't hurting anybody, and they were engaged in some level of physical activity. This guy, to your point, Tim, was just a coward. Uh, you know, and he dressed for shit, too. So, so. May- maybe in the true sense of the award, this guy deserves the posy. Before we go on, I do want to say... Are you in the apartment alone? Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah, why? Because oh, when you started to talk, the camera zoomed in as if you were going to make a dramatic statement. And <laughs> like I was that? like, how's he doing that? <laughs> He's got, <laughs> Greg's now. I want you two guys to really hear me about this. <laughs> uh, I have my laptop actually on my lap, and I guess I was moving a little bit. Sorry. So Greg says flip-flop guy wins the posy. Joe, Jack? Who who do you who do you think need is the should win the posy this week? Yeah, I I while it was a 
pitch move, I disagree because at least there was some physical activity involved, and, <laughs> and he did, did at least run towards the fight as opposed to away from it. So I am going to um, I'm going to have to go with taking off my pants guy. So we've got we've got a vote for the flip flop, and we've got a taking my pants off guy, Joe. Well, my my from the description of the fight, uh, that sounds like something Buster Posey would do. But since I didn't see it, I don't. I don't really think I should be afforded a vote here. And Buster Posey would not have bothered to have kicked the. Guy. And see, actually, I'm making a Buster Posey move by backing away. We've got a late entrant, folks. We now have Joe in there in the running for a Posey Award. <laughs> oh, well, Greg, Jack. Joe. Okay, so Joe. Joe is the winner of the Posey Award this wow. week. There we go. Wow. I wasn't expecting Excellent. that. Talk about a dark horse. And yes, that was a dramatic. Come from behind, movement. even. That was a come from behind. We will post that on the Facebook page that Joe is the first winner of our Posey Award. Well, guys, I know we're approaching the witching hour. It's late out there on the East Coast, and I just wanted to say thanks. It was great uh, great, great fun tonight hanging out with all of you. Let's get one last check-in to the ball game before we say goodnight. We now have – well, I, I, I just I, – I, I don't know if I want to call this game done, but – Philadelphia is now ahead by four runs in the game, and yeah. we're in the fifth inning, bottom of the fifth inning. Rendon is up, so we'll see. He's got a home run already tonight, so we'll see what happens here. And then Harper has hit a double, uh, but even with that double, and we'll see what uh, Rendon does, it's still the point differential means they're going to have to have a, something crazy would have to happen. As long as he keeps hitting and Pavetta keeps fucking striking guys out, then they're going to need to do a little extra, uh, those two guys. So we'll see. I'm just happy about the possibility of a sweep. Good deal. Everyone follow us on Facebook. Wonderful. So we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram, and obviously we've got the podcast. So, You know, what I'll say, Tim, is that uh, the let's say the uh, the first – person who follows us on facebook we'll, we'll get him a bocker atlas bock t-shirt in the mail to him i think that's great i love those shirts yeah what bot size you gotta you gotta tell us what <laughs> bot size you 32 gb <laughs> that's great that's great okay well uh well unless, unless it's justin then no t-shirt i already sent him his t-shirt oh, all right good <laughs> So good luck in the game, uh, Jack. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and call this one in your favor. If something does something crazy does happen, we'll obviously correct it next week. But it looks like you are now the worst of the best instead of the best of the worst. And Scotty has the same record as the Philadelphia Experiment. So you need to feel. And Jack, thanks for bailing me out. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, you got uh, Mikey lost this week too, huh? So, yep. yeah, not a bad. If you're gonna if you're gonna score fifty five and lose, then just have everyone else behind you lose too, and uh, it's a lot easier to take. It is. All right, guys, love you. Thanks again. Have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good night.
Is it party time? If it is, can we all come? Don't think that we don't know. Don't think that we're not trying. Don't think we move too slow. It's no use after crying. Saying it's a mistake. It's a mistake It's a mistake After the laughter has died away And all the boys have had their fun No surface noise now, not much to say We got the bad guys on the run say uh you know as soon as this episode comes out tim on thursday and justin plays it for his lady she's gonna whisper in his ear 
make a baby with me. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a baby. I want your baby inside me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Chances are. That sounds really creepy in that voice. It's not creepy. It's beautiful. It's life. Hey, man. It's a published podcast. He's on uh, iTunes. Pseudo Scout Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my little league players, and there's this three-year-old on the, on the t-ball guy. And that, that kid has, you know, he is all the making to be a great little leader. Well, Justin Jr., you're right. That kid's swing uh, is great. But, uh, you know, next year you're not hitting off a tee anymore, so I do wonder about his overly complex swing there. He's a bit of a, Chris a bit already of a has him. I was going to yeah. say Chris will draft him. Exactly. I think, yeah, I mean, that yeah. looks like an intelligent grant. Yeah, absolutely. I said I feel like really smart now. <laughs> I, I might give that one a shot. Oh, 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 oh.